Welcome to TikTok episode 24. We've got the full gang with us tonight. We've got Mark and Dave. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good, thanks. Nice to be back. Yeah. I know. Uh, congratulations, David, uh, who's recently become a father. Fa- <laughs> thanks. I've been on uh, paternity leave for the last couple of weeks. It was nice for you to give me the time off. <laughs> Much appreciated. What, uh, forward, a forward-thinking podcast. Ah, uh, you get some package at the... Thanks. <laughs> at TikTok HQ. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's how you got yourself in this place. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got a lot to, lot, lot to talk about tonight. Um, Peter Lowell going, new guy coming in, transfer window, Celtic being shocking, basically on the field. And we've, uh, we're going to chat about Lennon's re- uh, replacement, if that's ever going to happen. Um, first thing, found out last week. This is our first episode for a while because we've had some audio issues, uh, audio issues, so we're trying to trying to improve things. Um, Celtic chief executive Peter Lowell is to have his to leave his position at the end of June, with Dominic Mackay moving from Scottish rugby as his replacement. The 61-year-old Scott has been at the helm during a time when the Glasgow club have won 29 trophies, including 13 league titles, four domestic trebles, and reached the last 16 of the Champions League on three occasions. What do you think? Successful spell or successful but could have could have slash should have should have been better? It should just be a successful spell. It should have been arguably the second best era in Celtic's history. And. Uh, I should have been literally like the fondest Celtic memories of this generation's life, um, and uh, unfortunately he's went and fucked it. Yeah, I'd agree. I think not winning the ten old taint, especially considering where Rangers were like seven seasons seven seasons ago or whenever it was. So, um, if you look at it, I mean, he's done a great job. To be fair, um, the amount of trophies we've won and stuff. There's been a few dodgy decisions along the way but I don't think he'll ever be forgiven for messing for messing this one up um, obviously he's done well we've done really great in the transfer market in terms of buying certain people and selling them on for big fees so commercially probably done exceptionally well but it's just uh, this season will taint it taint it big time yeah he's kind of acted like a shrewd businessman um, which is great in business and I get that football has went that way but at the end of the day you're only as successful as your results in the pitch um, you're not as res- success isn't really measured by the bank balance in football um, so bit of a failure at the end for me um, I don't think it'll be remembered very fondly um, it's kind of the same sort of way that Neil Lennon's going Neil Lennon's a proper club legend um, as a player and a manager and this season is slowly but surely taking that for everybody um, so Peter Lowell, for me, isn't held in the same regard as what Neil Lennon was. So if Neil Lennon can be, can have his sort of time at Celtic tarnished, then I think Lowell will be remembered as the guy that ruined the 10, pretty much. Which is pretty sad for him, because he's, he's done well. Um, but uh, most of that time, not against Rangers. Uh, and then, fuck the 10. So, yay. <laughs> uh, his replacement, Dominic Mackay, became Chief Operating Officer in 2015 and has been responsible for the management of BT Moneyfield Stadium as well as an all-commercial marketing, ticketing and communications activity alongside heading Scottish Rugby's Threat Management Group. 
in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. This guy's been doing it all. No, he's quite an interesting jump. It doesn't surprise me where he's came from based on the fact that we've used Murrayfield quite a lot and then this Dominic Mackay is apparently quite involved in that Pro 14 rugby league. He kind of set that up and then the final was at Celtic Park last year. So it's funny how things work out. It's probably been lined up for a while, but I was reading that he's very commercial as well. So the prices, I don't like really follow rugby much, but the prices for the Six Nations under his stewardship have went up like 300% or something like that, like something ridiculous. <laughs> but I don't know if that's because they've maybe managed to garner more interest in it. I don't see the season ticket prices going up 300% next year, so again, they would pay it. But uh, hopefully um, a good appointment, similar kind of style uh, industry to an extent, but... I don't think that he would probably be involved in the signings as much as Law is, or I hope he's not involved in the signings as much as Law is. I hope this guy comes in to look after the business side of things and then we bring in a director of football to look after all of that. Because Law, for me, has had too much... It's a big job for one guy, if you think about it, like try to sign people and run like a business with a turnover of £100 million. So <laughs> splitting that role seems to... Would, would make sense for, for me, just a totally different model from us moving forward. I think there's only one real, well, two two ways to measure his success, and that is if Celtic are able to progress in the transfer market and start signing players for a little bit more money. Um, so when we're buying players cheap and selling them on expensive, it would be good to see a percentage of that profit um, increase in the next purchase of a player. Um, it makes us look like, at least gives fans the sense of ambition um, that we're trying to move forward and also if he builds the hotel <laughs> I mean the much the much rumoured hotel been that in the museum we're supposed to be getting a museum as well wonder if Rangers will have a museum eight years of history <laughs> um, uh, so I was bored at the weekend at being locked down and all and I sent you guys my five point <laughs> Blueprint for success, we could call it, or green print, we could call it. Um, mm. <laughs> it's quite good. Um, that was good. Okay, I'm going to run you through the five different points. She's going to touch on a couple there. Um, number one, director football head coach set up. Um, number two, squad made up of a mix of the following three types of players. Homegrown, top Euro world talent under the age of... 25 and previously top players that have fell out of form and present good value. Point number three, established head coach hired with track record in falling three areas, Euro competition participation, working with and improving young players and working with a small to smallish budget. Uh, point number four, restore distinct attractive playing style and professional ethos, ethos at the club. So basically, stop doing daft shit like the Dubai trip and <laughs> point number five player investment must grow with player sales not remain the same as it has in uh, previous years i.e. that we've been making more and more in player sales like started off with like 10 million for Van Dyke or 8 million or whatever all the way up to 25 for Tierney still just buying players for 3 or 4 million quid yeah I agree with that and I think no, all those points are like extremely valid especially the last one because I think when we started doing the full Van Dyke Wanyama thing, it was probably easier to pick these players up for. 
two, three million and then sell them on to you. But everyone seems to be, well, everyone should be doing that now. And it's probably easier to uncover these players. So in my mind, especially moving on like 10 years, surely you should now be paying seven or eight million pounds for someone and then selling them for like 16 and then so on and so forth. Like I think we spoke about this previously. I don't ever foresee Celtic buying somebody for 20 million and selling them for 40. I don't think that would ever happen. But I think we need to get away from this kind of projects based let's spend like three million on somebody and hope for the best type of thing because it does come off every now and again but if you look through our current squad it's more often than not it doesn't doesn't happen but um i think the the all those points are extremely extremely valid yeah i think there's a, a point to be made in terms of inflation as well so we're still investing the same amount you know three or four million pounds in players that we were doing 10 years ago 15 years ago 20 years ago if you get into a supermarket now with £10, you'll buy a lot less than what you could buy 20 years ago in a supermarket. So in that sense, there's regression uh, in terms of what we're actually outputting on players. Even though we make more money because inflation, ticket prices are higher, we make more prize money. Uh, European money is way better, although if you don't play strikers against Ferenc Varos, you'll never get there. Um, so in terms of what we're investing in players percentage-wise to what the club's turnover must be, it must be down. So for me, there's a regression in the club in terms of players, playing style and investment. And for me, that's why Peter Lovell needs to go. Uh, and essentially, the the signings like Edward, so 9 million quid or whatever it was, that should be like the norm rather than... The exception. Like breaking transfer fees. I think it's easy to look at when you look at, say, Klamala, 3 million, Ibui Kawasi, 3 million, Barkas, 5 million. So that's 11 million in, in risks, right? Immediately there. But if you buy a Ball player. Goalie. Yeah, there you go. So that's <laughs> goalie, we're, approaching, yeah. we're approaching 15 million. You had a Yeti in there who hasn't hit the ground running, right? That's 20 million. You buy a 20 million pound player, you're not taking a risk. His wages Greg will Taylor not equate was, to those was five Greg players. Taylor no, like two and a half million as well? I, th- I would say he was close to two, maybe between one and a half and two. So yeah, that's sure of 20 million that we'll never spend on a player, right? But as I say, at 20 million pound, you're not risking if it's going to, if that player's going to have quality, especially if you're buying someone young. Right, selling Tierney for 25 million and... Right, well, that's a good point, actually. Selling Tierney for 25 million and then buying Ball and Golly and Taylor for a combined five. <laughs> Right. Can you get, get what you pay for? We're, we're going to need to spend another five million to replace. Could have could have bought a top top maybe not as good as Tierney, but a top left back for seven, eight million pounds. Do you know that Ben no Davis problem. at Preston a couple of years ago? Could have been a show. Um, well the one at the time that when Tierney left, there was that boy is it An Antony Robinson, who was at Wigan, now he's at Fulham, he's like an American left back, apparently he's amazing. And he cost Wigan went into administration and Fulham paid something like a million pound for him because but he was supposed to go to AC Milan in the January for something like eighteen and it all fell through. Like why are we no like how did that slip under our radar? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like why why are we like buying Bongoli instead? Aye, who's crap. And uh, as soon as we signed him, everybody watched the highlights against Rangers and it was shit. <laughs> and then it turned out to be shit. Um I think yeah, the boy that's at Leicester as well, um the fullback were heavily linked with him, um, and Leicester signed him a year and a half later, um, for I think twenty twenty five million, and he's one of the best fullbacks in the league. Um, ah, was that the guy who was, was at Brentford or something like that? He was really he was linked to us really heavily. 
Um, yeah, I just vaguely like remember that. Castagna or something, his name is, I can't remember now. Oh, yeah, Timothy Castagna at, at Atlanta. Uh, that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were heavily, that was like, that would have been a definite replacement at the time. You're talking maybe an 8, 10 million investment. Um, and a player that's turned up in the Premier League and has already been signed for 25 points in the Premier League. It's just like, it feels like really obvious business. And obviously, we're not chief executives of huge companies, but sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer and it feels like we've been throwing away money. I mean, you can compile a list of players in about 10 minutes, but probably equals 30 or 40 million in the last five years that we've totally spunked away. See the Castagna one? That was... Brendan Rodgers wanted him. Um, and then signed him for Leicester. He was trying to... <laughs> aye, aye, basically. But I think that was part of the reason he left because... It was players' transfers like that that just weren't getting pushed through, that were obviously going to improve the team and uh, give us a better chance of competing in Europe and just never, ever get done. Uh, that's it. There's almost like... I, I don't know. Like, I, obviously, I don't and we don't speak for all Celtic fans, but I would rather see us take a risk. And you know what? See, if we look at, lose a couple of league titles, then it happens. The 10s are already gone anyway. Like, I could deal with it if we're, like, pushing... And you can see there's improvement in areas or something, but this bare minimum approach is so frustrating. I mean, under Brendan Rodgers, we got away with it because he was clearly a really good manager and we played good football and players progressed and became those better players that we wanted in. You didn't go and buy them from the market. You look at James Forrest, who a lot of Celtic fans were getting fed up with and turned them into, like for me, one of the best wingers probably in Britain out with the top four in England um, in terms of like his, his output, even Callum McGregor, I don't think many Celtic fans were were sold on him before Rodgers came in. And that's a guy now that if you're talking about the Premier League, you're talking that £20 million bracket. So for me, like we don't have that anymore. That We got away with it for a few years now. We need to see investment in the team or a huge, a really big investment in a manager. But there needs to be investment somewhere. Transfer window slam shot on Monday. Um, we signed one right back and loan, John Joe Kenny. Had his debut last night. How do you think he played? He was alright. He looked a bit rusty at the beginning, but he was really pushed really high up. He got proper stuck in as well, which was nice to see. Like He wasn't shying away from tackles or anything. So, yeah, I thought he looked, he looked okay. It was a good performance last night, so that probably helped him, but he looked, he looked decent. Fit as a butcher's dog. Um. <laughs> uh, Missed out on Ben Davies. Aye, <laughs> aye, Ben Davies. I was, the most uh, disappointing thing about that was he was described on the internet as being a Rolls Royce of a player. That's all you need to know. I mean, anytime somebody's called a Rolls Royce, they're fucking class. <laughs> Van Dyke, Rolls Royce. <laughs> the Ben Davies one is so frustrating again just because of the finances involved. So you think if Celtic and Liverpool were going for a player at the same time, you would think, you would think that... Liverpool would always have the financial upper hand in that, but paying half a million for the guy up front and then one and a half million in add-ons, like that's like bread and butter Celtic stuff. Like that's <laughs> why, why did we just not do it? It's just so frustrating, and it's just that full complacency thing again because it was, oh, he's going to sign for us, so we'll just kind of leave it a bit more. I don't know if they were waiting until the last day of the window. I think you said this, Bill. Wait till the last day of the window and then say to Preston, oh, we'll just give you like quarterly a million instead of half a million because you won't get anything for him in the summer. But it's the exact same thing that happened with Forster in the summer. It was always oh, definitely signing, he's definitely signing, and we won't look for a goalkeeper. We don't. We can let Gordon go, it doesn't matter. If Forster's going to sign 
then you never. And then we were scrambling about for a goalkeeper as well. It's just there seems to be a lack of urgency. Um, for some strange reason. Also, whilst we're on transfers, that uh, leads me on to my trivia question nicely. So when you're ready for it, we can uh, we can go through. Oh yeah, crack, oh. crack on. Uh, so I am going to talk about record transfer fees received for Celtic players. Right. So there's ten top ten transfer fees received for Celtic players. Um, you both get a chance each to like name. So probably try and get five. We may get to a point where somebody gets like three or somebody gets four or something like that and we'll, we'll take it from there. So a couple of them are quite obvious. I was trying to think of another way of doing it, like maybe asking you what club they went to or how much the fee was and when the date was, but some of them are just a wee bit too obvious. Um, so we'll maybe just crack on. In fact, you know what, mate, I might actually do that. I'm going to contradict myself. I'll give you the fee and the date it went through and then it will get progressively harder as we go down the bottom, if that's all right. Okay. Uh, who, wants, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll let Martin go first. Cause I'm a <laughs> okay, the first, the first couple are insanely easy. Eighth uh, of August two thousand nineteen, twenty five million. Um, we sold Stefan Johansson. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Johansson. I thought Johansson. Was okay, right. He was good um, for one season. Yeah, well, but one, one great season. Um. If you need a clue, I can give you a, the team name and the team they went to as well. Right, Bill, um, 31st of August 2018, 19.5 million. Uh, Moussa Dembele. Yeah. Uh, Martin, 11th of July 2013, 12.5 million. Uh, Wanyama? It was Wanyama, well done. Oh, nice. Um, I don't know if I got that one. Uh, Bill, the 1st of September. Eleven and a half million. Am I getting a year? Uh, two thousand fifteen. Sorry. Right. Uh, eleven and a half million. Two thousand fifteen. Uh, Van Dyke. It was Van Dyke. Good user. Good. I thought this would be a lot harder than it was. Uh, Martin, August two thousand and fourteen. Ten million pounds exactly. Mm. Fraser Foster. Of <laughs> course, see. Yes, but that's, what <laughs> yes. I was, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Bell, uh, the 27th of January 2021, 9.5 million. Well, did you sell something for 9.5 million? Uh, this is as quoted by Wikipedia. What? Sorry, say that one again. Uh, 27th of January 2021, 9.5 million. I've seen it reported as 11, though. Oh, from Pong. <laughs> yeah, from Pong. Yeah. I was like, could I have um, been five days ago? <laughs> <laughs> um, Martin, uh, 12th of August 2010, nine and a half million. Uh, oh, I know this one, I think. I'll steal it. Nine and a half million. Maybe I don't actually. Oh, uh, Ada McGeady. Ada McGeady. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing for. Uh, well done. Uh, Bell. The 26th of June 2018, 7 million. Stuart Armstrong? Yep. God's sake, this is getting right down the wire. Martin, the 30th of August 2006, 6.5 million. Oh, I think I've got that one too. Oh, um. Oh. Can I get a clue? Uh, 
he went to down south to play for a manager he'd previously played for at Celtic. Oh, I definitely got it. Uh, I don't Stan Petrov? Yeah, it was Stan Petrov. Uh, Bell, this is to tie. I was expecting this to be over a lot sooner than it was, instead of me just reading out dates and numbers. Um, 3rd of July, the year 2000, 6 million. 2000? Well, that's a while ago, eh? Uh, 2000. How much? Six million. Six million in the year two thousand. I even think he was playing for us in two thousand. I always seem oh. to kind of jump for like the Tommy Burns side to the Seville side in my head. Can I have a clue? Can I have a clue? Uh, yes, you can have a clue. You um, left under a bit of controversy. He did, he, didn't he? He did, yes. He then went and spent the rest of his career head down south as well. Oh, actually, I have no idea. Uh, why, why did I not know this? Um, nah, I don't know. don't know. Uh, Martin, would you like to steal? Is it the, the guy that had a song uh, <laughs> made about him? But did it tune to Hallelujah? <laughs> Mark Paduka. Oh, <laughs> Mark Paduka, yeah. Like a Strogan prick. What a player, though, eh? What a player. Okay, uh, also weirdly it. related to um, Luka Modric, apparently. It's one of the weird he's, trivia questions. He's a uh, Australian Croat, isn't he? Because they were beside him from Dinamo. After the Dinamo's Zagreb, yeah. In Europe, mm-hmm. Is that right? Remember uh, the game where he scored four against Liverpool as well? Some player. That a great player. Uh, aye, absolutely brilliant. Just looking at his stats, he scored 25 goals in 28 games for Celtic in his final season. That's an incredible record. No wonder we weren't happy about it. Um, exactly. But yeah, there you go. Well done. That was, uh, he's done well there. That was tough. Le- Leeds were doing a Rangers at that time, eh? Spending the money they didn't have. <laughs> Did Leeds not get to the Champions League semi-final with him up front? Aye, and <laughs> Rio Ferdinand and Central Defence. I think they once had um, like strikers on the books Robbie Keane Robbie Fowler uh, Michael Bridges Alan Smith and Mark Viduka all at once (laughs) I I, I really liked Harry Keel when he was at Leeds I thought he was somewhere Harry Keel James Milner did as well at that time maybe not that time no uh, he was uh, he was later I think think when they went bust he came through he made his debut at 16, didn't he? And he must be like 34 now, so you're talking about 2000-ish. That's mental. That, <laughs> that guy's been playing football for 18 years. So I, you're talking just after that, Martin, you're right now. But I, think, I think they might have made the Champions League semis in 2002. So. No, I'm just having a quick look at the the lineup Because it was always... Uh, just to see if I can find it. Hey, teams... Don't know why we're talking about Leeds now, but they were a great team way back when. David O'Leary, never really done anything after that. Uh, that's a good point, eh? Just spent way too much money and then watched them collapse on themselves like a huge star. No, they had loads of, loads of players. Ian, Ian Hart could hit a free kick. Jonathan Woodgate was on the bench. We were talking about him the other day and they had the worst debut in the world. Oh, that's unbelievable. For uh, Real Madrid. Class. Get sent off, scored no G. Gave away a penalty. 
I feel like there's I feel like we're we're missing yeah. one story a player from that league team and I kinda think of this. Uh, David Batty you're talking about. Like uh, Dominic Matteo was in the team as well. Imagine those players with Bielsa now. Jesus. <laughs> maybe we could get maybe we could get Bielsa in, in the summer. Oh. Can you, can you imagine? That, that's a dream. That would be unbelievable. That, be so that would that would tick the point number four, um, which is restore distinct attractive playing style. We would be amazing for August until January, and then crumble. That's usually what happens with his teams. Although last season they managed to win it, but um, I think if you got Bielsa and you would sell out your season tickets, and I think they need to be conscious of that because they're not going to get Bielsa. Let's be honest, but they need like another Rogers type appointment because it really seems like Lennon's not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is starting to get a wee bit more concerned about this. He's starting to talk about summer rebuilds and Aye. focusing on the Scottish Cup and stuff. And I'm like, guys, this isn't really. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I don't know if we can go through this again next year. Like it's been painful enough this year. I think we've had like two wins in the last seven in the league. And uh, we've seen like the top six table for like fourth or fifth. If it, like if you just play each other, so we literally can't beat St. Mirren and stuff. <laughs> Livingston, like. No, nah, hey, we're struggling big time. We won four 0 last night. At, uh, I want then to I want Lennon to stay. You back in? Lennon, Lennon. I think uh, Martin will Martin will take Lennon if we win ninety percent, ninety five percent of our games from now until the end of the season and win the Scottish Cup. Then go ahead yeah, next year. I I would I would back Lennon. No, I I would back Lennon if we win every single game. I think it that's for me. That's it, about it. It need to win every single game, um, and then give every fan um a hand job. And then you win, it, win my trust what, back. It's, it, it's, it's one of these ones where, imagine Duffy, right? For the, re, the, the rest of the season, Duffy plays man in a match every single game. But the fact that you know his performances can dip so low that you'll never be able to trust him. Same with Lennon. Aye, aye. They, they both need to be as far away from Celtic Park as humanly possible. I thought Welsh was good last night. I don't know why he's not been playing more. He was so much better than Duffy. Yeah. Welsh, just kept it. Welsh, we way kept better than Duffy. Uh, Sorrow, way better than Brown. Uh, Turnbull, way better than Christie. Uh, and it took a really long time for the guys to be playing. I thought Brown was good last night. Yeah, I think it's uh, Sorrow's better if you're going to be playing week in, week out. You know, tw- twice actually every week. Then you need Sorrow playing three out of the four games over a fortnight. Scott Brown cannot play and recover because. It's not his fault, he's like 35 and his game's based yeah, on physicality. So he can't do a pure low and sit back and spread spread play about with just unbelievable technique and speed of thought. Scott Brown is essentially a Neanderthal on the football park and once you're not fit and fast, then you're pretty much useless. Um, but if he can do it for like 70 minutes, once a fortnight, then that's great. But he can't even play it every week. Jake, you'll get another year next year? Um, he shouldn't. I think yeah, he should he, he, he should remain at the club hundred percent, um, but not as a first team player. I think he'll get a one year extension. Having Lennon one year, Selman <laughs> Louise having Selman having lunch together. Aye, uh, I don't know what will happen. I'm I'm starting to get even more concerned. Like, I thought he would definitely be gone by now. Like, I just don't see how he's not away, but. 
I don't know. Part of me is just like, ah, fuck it, give him again next season. <laughs> one, one more go. Just let's just see what happens. It would just, it would decimate us because there would be no renewals. And hopefully by August, kind of September time, we can get fans back in the stadium and stuff. But even then, I don't see it being full capacity. So there's going to be a part of it which is probably going to be streamed as well. So are people going to pay another £600 a month or £600 a year, sorry? To watch <laughs> Dominic McKay figures there. <laughs> aye, that's what I mean. Have a fan of chat. Um, are they going to pay another six hundred pound a year to watch a stream every two weeks of Lenny Ball if it's working? But and also, they maybe if he just gets rid of the. They did. They did promises like Chris Sutton and all that, and it's not been that. The only shining light from uh, this season in terms of that is Darno D's quite a good commentator. Quite like him. Yeah. yeah. No, he's good. That's it. Um, uh, so, realistically, if it's not Lennon, who is it? Uh, I see Eddie Howe's been on loads of, like, he's been on Match of the Day loads. He's been on, like, Monday Night Football a lot. And that's usually just somebody going, hmm, I'm still here, guys, by the way. I'm still, <laughs> I still know what football is. I can, I can organise a couple of training drills. And guy, back, uh, he's looking to get one. back into the dating scene. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's just, just testing it, uh, dipping his toe. I think so, like, um, Monday Night Football is Tinder for football managers. <laughs> yeah, Pochettino went on it and got a Paris Saint-Germain job, so... Um, oh, he's not doing very well. Uh, I would take him in a heartbeat. After I watched that thing you sent, Martin, that training clip thing, he just looked very professional and knew what he was doing Aye, and uh, it, uh, that could be just like a bog standard training session for any manager but for some reason watching it you just felt like that that, that we need that Celtic I just imagine that Lennon goes out and makes all the players line up in the goals pull their arse out and then he fires shots at them <laughs> and then they go in for lunch have the biggest bowl of macaroni cheese you've ever seen <laughs> and then work purely on uh, penalties that's it that's, that's training every day I I, 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 mean, I kind of get that impression as well I don't think it's overly tactical I think it's like pure motivational Lennon was the perfect guy to take over when Rodgers left for that last part of the season where it was like we just need somebody to motivate us for five months and just kind of keep doing everything we've been doing and then even the, to be fair the nine in a row season he'd done he'd done great as well but I think there's only so long you can probably do that and it's just totally fell apart this year it's like everything that's what could have went wrong has went wrong and we started to get ready players that don't want to be here anymore which is great but it's just um, it's Ah, that was tough. I, I feel like last season Lennon was just holding on to some of the identity and sort of personnel that Rogers had and it worked for us. Um, and now that it's kind of that identity's gone from the team, we're pretty much fucked. I feel like Lennon's the type of manager that probably made Frimpong wash his car in that. Let's not forget that Rogers had left Lennon way uh, Ollie Burke and Timo Weah. On loan, no. I remember Lennon hated Timo Weir. <laughs> Weirdly, he like, just really did not like him. Hardly he, too. Like, he wanted to represent his country, didn't he, at a tournament or something like that? Under 21s. Under 21s, he just told him to fuck off. He was too gushy anyway. Way too gushy. He was too gushy. Aye, uh, you know many played against us. Too gushy. Aye. Aye. I like Lennon. I don't get the... See this full spam on Twitter thing? Like, he's faced with a red cross. I'm like, yeah... I mean, if they were doing that with Gerard, we'd be laughing our heads off at them. So the fact that we're doing it, I think, is a bit embarrassing. But um, shouldn't have really done it. I mean, nah, no, the, the decision should be out his hands. Like Lennon must be like, what? What do I need to do to get sacked here? Am I going to? <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, 
I've post match comment. I've been playing um, and Duffy. <laughs> aye. Uh, it's, aye, I think he needs to go. I wouldn't be surprised if they just give him another year though, but surely this new guy coming in must think. If they give Lennon another year, we'll not sell their season tickets. I just want to have them. They'll lose out in £20 million. We were back to the days of the, the half season ticket, remember that? I, 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 and the, I, the banners I, I, of shame. When I got my first season ticket, it was a sneaky half one. That's when the second half of the season. The, books. the only thing, the only thing I think that might save them, with Lennon, staying, is the fact that there has been a pandemic for the last year and a bit, and people might be allowed to go back to the football again, and it might just be the novelty of actually getting be able to go out and actually do something like that that people might go. If you guys were just, um, I, think, watch it for free. I, I think Lennon might be the perfect assistant manager. Aye, for another team. <laughs> Aye, for, aye, for any team. Aye, for like Derby County or something like that. Well, maybe not any team, like Real Madrid or that. He but... seems to like really pissed <laughs> the players off, though, so I don't know. Like, yeah, the yeah. assistant manager's meant to be that connection between the manager and the players. Uh, Neil Lennon's just constantly telling news players to fuck off. Uh, I don't know how well that will go. He did it to one of the guys on the pitch who'd just been injured for a, like, a young guy, promising career, gets injured for like six months. Like You think most coaches would be putting an arm around that? Lennon, visibly on TV. Tells him to fuck off. <laughs> I think I found a problem, guys. Aye, but we all loved that at the time because uh, we were winning. Everything's good when you're winning, but now we can't even, like, we're no, it's like, we've only conceded two to St. Mid. Probably six out of ten for Martin, you know what I mean? <laughs> My generous match ratings. <laughs> uh, last night was seven out of ten, okay? It was a 4 0 away win. <laughs> without a manager though who are like the worst aye. who have the worst form in the league like 4 should, should should happen so that's aye, that's, five, I mean, that's, that's why that's it was a, a 7 out of 10 that's a 5, a five mate bang average is 5 mate five, I'm going to take you through some uh, how, how statistics work mate teach you the um, meaning that you know they stand a good mass <laughs> the, the <laughs> we've got Butterwell up next at the weekend aye I don't care I, don't, I, ge- I genuinely don't know what will happen? <laughs> like we could go and win three 0 or get beat four 0 I generally don't know what's going to. It's hi. It's like a uh, roulette wheel half the time. You just don't know where it's going to land. Uh, you could be three 0 down at half time and draw three each, or you could be three 0 up at half time and still draw three each. No, uh, it's uh, hopefully we win, and then we've got the big one on Wednesday. Sit burn away. Tough game because mm-hmm. they're brilliant. They're, they're punning at the moment. It just essentially aye. shows you. A team with much less ability uh, and a smaller budget, if are organised by a decent manager, are better than much better players that aren't organised. Maybe we'll uh, hire Jim McIntyre as uh, Jim Goodwin as manager. I'm going to. I, I know I say this a lot, but good looking guy. He looked good in the Adidas game. <laughs> Wait, was it you said he looked like? Uh, uh, somebody said he looked like a mus- uh, one of the Musketeers. <laughs> I never said it, but uh, I wish I did. He looks so. He looks so mysterious. <laughs> Just get some nice deep set eyes. I don't know how, I don't know how she can put it. Um, Irish as well. We're probably going to get David Martindale next manager. Yeah, guys because the guy's never lost a game compared to the football in his life. And also, he can probably get performance enhancing drugs quite easily. When up to up his bum. <laughs> Aye, that's what keeps him mad. <laughs> up his sphincter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, talking about sphincters, um, <laughs> Oliver and Jam. What, what a link! 
all of them, all of them, Cham. The, the the crazy story of his transfer to Marseille that made VS Boas resign. But uh, my my take on this is that VS Boas has obviously been looking for any excuse to get out at, at Marseille because he's under pressure. They're losing all the time, and the 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 fans are starting to set like premises on fire. Um, <laughs> so like no way, no way is Oliver and Cham uh, arriving. On loan at your team causing you to resign. <laughs> no, I think it could have been any player. I think it was just unfortunate that it was in Cham. Aye. Uh, I will not work with Messi. See, the Marseille fans aren't happy with in Cham either, though, because apparently he gave an interview years ago saying that he loves PSG. He's always wanted to play for PSG, and obviously that's a bit of a, a, bit of a big deal over there, so they're <laughs> not happy with him. So, and Cham's just turned up like, Fucking hell, man. What did I need to do for somebody to like me? Did you see Andre Villas' um, comments about it? But essentially he said that he's a good player, but he's a pure dick. Which I think is 100% right. <laughs> you see what Enchamp put on Twitter? He, he, he said something a bit in French about like going to Marseille and then... Um, a bit in English at the bottom saying, and to Celtic... Um, like, What's to this effect? Um, thanks so much for my. I uh, had an amazing time there. Thanks so much, and wish you all the best in the future. And I'm like, mate, you're only away in loan. You you may be part of the future. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wish you yourself all the best. <laughs> it's uh, aye, it's weird. I feel sorry for him. I take VS Boas though. Uh, would you? I think it would be. I think uh, part of me thinks it would be excellent, and then part of me thinks that. It would be wild in a bad way. I think that Celtic are letting the Lennon situation get to such a point of desperation that no matter who they appoint, we'll be happy. <laughs> if you appoint AVB, you get a great scenario of a jam coming back in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> then AVB just walking out as well. <laughs> or just being a weirdo, like, oh, how's it going, mate? Mate, I, I know you've been talking about me. It's all been lost in translation. He's only been... Um, he's only been suspended by Marseille. They've not even sacked him yet. So it's like... That's weird. His managerial... So his managerial career started off crazy good, like Mourinho good, and that uh, he won the league in the Europa League, I think it was, uh, in his first season, I think, and then he, he the did like a weirdly okay job at Spurs, but I think Spurs were thinking they were going to do better. No, I, I don't know. He, uh, I don't know if he did. Was it Chelsea? Was horrible. At? It was horrible at Chelsea, aye, but the team that Spurs had at the time, they just done what you would have expected. Like it's not like Spurs in the last three, four seasons where you think, right, that's a proper good side, boring but a good side. Aye, um, they had uh, they had Pavlachenko and stuff. Aye, I mean that guy's fucking shit. Got a good goal against Celtic though. Aye, the teams he's managed were Porto, Chelsea, Tottenham, uh, Zenit, St Petersburg. Then he went to Shanghai, and then he went back to Marseille. But his win percentage at Tottenham was fifty five percent, so it's not. Which is significantly better than Lennon's at Celtic, who plays in a league where we should win every single game. When we had a season a few years ago where we didn't lose a single game domestically, uh, and Lennon's currently sitting like a fifty percent win ratio, and I think in the last like four or five months it's like a thirty percent win ratio. So AVB is still better than uh, Lennon. It's like literally polar opposites. It's a guy that's maybe too detailed against a guy 
Yeah. It just says to the guys, kick it in the goals. He's a guy that's like, uh, when he was, was a Mourinho's uh, Analytics guy, assistant uh, or some sort of coach, and but he just came to Mourinho, the, sto- <laughs> the story goes, um, he just made up, it was in like a scout or something, can't remember, um, made up like a crazy detailed analysis of the upcoming opposition and I don't think he, I think he was employed at Porto at the time and he managed to get it to Mourinho and Mourinho was like, oh, kill me, you can have a job, you're going to uh, save me. Have you seen his uh, report of the Celtic Seville side? Uh, I was just about to say that. He That's done the report for that, didn't he? So good. Oh, did he? Uh, uh-huh. It's online, you can read it. It's brilliant. It's absolutely... He's just clearly a very, very, very smart man. And mm. then I heard rumours that Lennon wears Velcro shoes because he can't tie his laces. <laughs> it's all getting very that, personal. I thought, that, I thought you were saying that was in the report. I was like, Christ, that is detailed. <laughs> If you ask me like a year ago, do you like Lennon? Oh my god, yes. And uh, I actually don't blame him because the club should make the decision. So, But it's just got to the point where I'm very frustrated because every time I watch Celtic, it's uh, not fun in any way. It takes like four hours of my week and, then, and do a podcast and it's all shit. <laughs> I mean, you guys are obviously <laughs> lovely, but it's, uh, the content <laughs> is shit. <laughs> hey. It's funny last night because I was watching a game with Susie and she always goes mental at me when Celtic score because I always shout pure loudly. And she always gets a fright. And last night they scored, and I was just like, yeah. and she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, it's just, nah, it's just this, a bit. I don't really mean, care anymore. This is meaningless, <laughs> this result. Yeah, it's like totally meaningless. Like, one 4 now away last night. It was good. I, I did think Ayeti played well. I must touch on that quickly. I thought he was quite good. He uh, looked like a proper striker. They took the ball in, held it up well, moved it on, and it was trying to get beyond his man. And he took his goal brilliantly. I think him and... Uh, I think him and um, Having Edward till the end of the season will be decent, I think. And uh, obviously a dive for the penalty, but the fact that he tried to get the ball first and get between uh, the ball and the yeah, keeper. He, he knew what he was doing. It was clever. I don't think there would be many other people. Also, I made a quick point last night. Uh, Christy or Turnbull, who, who, based on current form, I've been taking Turnbull to the Euros every day of the week. Christy's been aye, shocking aye. for the last... like Since he scored that goal... To send Scotland to the Euros, I think he's had his head turned and he's like, I'm too big, I'm like, I don't care anymore. That's my opinion anyway. I feel like uh, every time I watch Turnbull, uh, I'm more and more and more impressed. Uh, I kind of think, uh, particularly a Scottish player that's played for Celtic, that just naturally has so much ability. Aye, he's, he's, uh, see, when you look at both of them play, uh, Turnbull is like so tight in everything he does. Everything's just really good standard all the time. Uh, whereas... Uh, Christie's could be opposite. He's the loosest player I've ever seen in my life. Uh, like, his first touch could be perfect or like the worst you've ever seen. He had that one last night. He had that one last night. The first minute. Touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Bounced off him. I remember 40 yards behind him. Uh, 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 that's like, like in FIFA, that's probably like 50 shot power. Well, that's, that's his point. I, I, like, I like Christie as well, but it's, it's just, um, I did, well, it's, since everyone's highlighted to me that he shoots for everywhere and it, more often than not, go, like the ball sprays about all over the but I can't even unsee it. Well, but, uh, I thought Scott Brown shot last night towards the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd be a professional football player and know how to kick a ball. <laughs> That's frightening. So funny. I know. Bananas. For me, Turnbull, so we should be building the team around. He should yeah. be made to feel the main man. Uh, we, need, we, we need to build the spine in the team because the spine in the team's fucking disabled right now. 
The thing is, Edward. So I think the thing is, when you look at the what's going to happen in the summer, there's a good chance that that entire spine won't be there other than Turnbull. So, Ayer will go as well. I think. Sora. I think. I, I think McGregor will go. Yeah. Right, sorry. Sorry. I mean, sorry. I mean, from that lineup, not from the current squad, but from that lineup, you're probably looking at Welsh will probably be there, but I don't think she'll be first choice. Um, for Celtic, first choice just now. He's better than what's there, but we should replace him with superior quality to what he's got. I think he's been playing in the lower divisions in Scotland, and I feel like he'll get found out at a decent level. But he should be a squad player, and yeah, maybe he's going to push on and become a really good player. But he's got a weird leg to torso ratio that I don't like, so maybe that's the problem. Uh, his legs aren't <laughs> long enough for how tall he is. That's going to fuck him up at some point. Um, um, you look at the midfield, there's Turnbull there, but Brown won't be there. Um, Christie, I don't think, will be there. McGregor, I think, might go. McGregor's, I mean, if his head isn't turned at the moment, then it's never going to be, because it couldn't be any worse at Celtic, and his performances are going downhill. So he might, he might be thinking, if I'm ever going to get a big money move and make serious cash, then it's going to have to be this summer. Um, so for me, James Forrest, hopefully he's still going to be there. I think he will. Um, but I like... Like the whole team's going to be decimated. It's a whole rebuild job. So when the league is totally rebuilt, I, I think that a lot of them will go this summer because there's nothing. What else do you say to Callum McGregor? What else is he going to do? Celtic. He's won nine in a row. He's won four trebles in a row. He's played in the Champions League. He's played in the Europa League. Like uh, he's won what else? Domestic honor. He can't win the ten now. Aye. What else can he do? Uh, even if he stayed at Celtic, can we win every league for the next ten years after this one? He's not going to even see that, so it's and he'll be looking at guys like John McGinn and stuff, earning kind of six times what he's on, probably what he played in the Premier League. So I think a lot of them go. I don't know about Forrest. If Forrest doesn't go this summer, then he'll stay with his forever, probably. I think he'll ever leave, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if McGregor went. I wouldn't begrudge him if he went here, to be fair. Different no. to the Tierney situation. Tierney left when we, Aye. When we were McGregor's in the midst never, of it. McGregor's never been over fucking. With the what do we call it? The thing that makes you sound louder. Megaphone. Megaphone. Thank you. Um, yes, you know I mean, doing the Green Brigade and all that. So and then seeing how much he's a Celtic fan and giving it the badge and all that. So that's what made makes him a wee dick. Um, part of me is quite excited at the prospect of a new management team and a huge rebuild with probably a lot of money because. Uh, as much as I know playing well, these these players will get good money for these players. Look at Vimpong. We get we get eight figures surprised. or seven figures or whatever it is. Aye. I was really surprised at how much we got for Vimpong. Eight figures, I think it is. Aye, it was, I, I needed an a Gerard there. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it was in pounds. I think it was well, it said on Wikipedia it was nine and, nine and a half, nine and a half million pounds, 9.7 million or something. Right. So I was right for, with both of them. Seven yeah. It's yeah, a, that's, that's a long span of from one million to ninety nine million, but <laughs> thanks. Uh, but uh, you could be talking about absolute fortune and wages and transfer fees. I know the uh, Celtic are stingy and uh, it doesn't hundred percent won't get transferred over, but um, still talking good money to get some good players in and build a good team. I would look at if you sell Edward for I don't know twenty million, maybe. Uh, and that covers all your say we don't qualify for Champions League I don't think we will because it's too, probably too hard this year but that covers your loss of your Champions League money everyone else who we sell if it's Ayer or 
McGregor or a couple of other of these players, so you're looking at at least half of that money has to at least be reinvested straight into, like, probably even more than half, like, you know, 75% has to be reinvested straight away into buying new people. Mm-hmm. You talk, I you're talking, I reckon he'll probably be the player that goes for the most money, I think. Other than Edward, I think he'll be a lot, he'll maybe be 18, 20, McGregor could be 15, 18. Um, Christie could be between 5 and 10. I, th- I think sort of similar to Armstrong, maybe seven million. In in Cham, they go it's about six million quid or something's been agreed. Four and a half. I know four it, and a half. Oh, is it? Just what we said. Uh, four, right? Four and a half. Um, there you go. Still decent though. And plus all these big wages as well, though. If you think about it, I mean, so. Then we will we'll bring in ten Patrick Clamalas for forty million quid. Hi, Ryan Portis, etc. <laughs> Declan Gallagher. Uh, I was going to say Kevin Nisbet, but he's actually good. Uh, although I think he helps have knocked back a couple of like three million pound offers in this window for him, so yeah, he's chucked in a transfer request after six months. Uh, what a dog. Classy, <laughs> <laughs> but some player, I think it's Celtic. He's a good, really good player. I think uh, I think we should uh, just say here's two million in Griffiths. Griffiths wants to go to Hibs. We don't want Griffiths anymore. Makes sense. No, that's the worst thing The Griffiths uh, showed on Saturday against Samirin that he shouldn't be playing every game because he barely touched the ball. Aye. I mean, he scored a good goal against Dakis, didn't he? From, like, Aye. one of the ones. Maybe he's just a super sub these days. Aye, they, 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 obviously he's going to get game time and he should because he's a good player, but he can't be playing every game. Nah, I agree. Especially Definitely. when Ayeti played like that last night. Ayeti was so Gary Ripley, I thought. Uh, yeah, he was really good. I think he's just had a unfair crack at it this year so far. Um, I think we had maybe a right manager or someone up next to him playing all the time. I think he could be really good. Thanks for listening. Catch you all in next week's episode.